You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. I don't know what y'all have been doing, but there's only a little time left to shop our exclusive Bachelorette merch. Head over to thebetches.co slash brides to shop our limited edition Bachelorette collection exclusively on the Betches shop. From cute tote bags to a light up compact mirror, give your bride squad the gifts they'll actually use again and again. But it's only available through June 9th. So head over to betches.co slash brides to shop now. And also, just to pivot really quickly, I just was watching Queen Charlotte. I sat and watched the whole thing. So when, when I'm not working, I love TV. And I'm, I, as much as I would love to not, I love movies. I love television. Like, that's my thing. So <laughs> I was like, when I'm not planning a wedding, I decompress by watching television. And generally, the shows are watching me. But this, this Queen Charlotte show... This was a show that I watched. I actually sat down and put my eyes on TV and I watched it. I watched it. It was great. And so don't don't gasp when you hear this, but I've never seen Bridgerton. I know, I know, I know. Every everyone let's let's hold let's hold it. Let's okay. Everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. And now I'm like, maybe I'll go watch that show. I also didn't know it was a Shonda Land. Sh- Miss Shonda note Shonda, you you know how to make a show girl cuz I was so sucked in to this whole Queen Charlotte situation. There was so many, there's so much depth to, I can't even believe I'm talking about this show like this, but there was so much depth to that. I was like, all right, okay. It's, it was so good. So if you haven't seen it and like the way people were telling me to go watch Bridgerton, I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I think I'm not going to go watch Bridgerton and, and get into the depth of that show. So I am late to the party. I know. Also didn't watch Game of Thrones all the way. I know, shoot me down, do what you want to. I, get, I made it to the red wedding or whatever wedding and they killed everybody. I'm sorry, spoiler alert. And I cried for a week because I had fallen in love with all the, I'm an empath if you didn't know. I can, I can fall in love with some characters on a show and when they go away, I am distressed. I like, I, I, like, I didn't have, what? So that show was, too, Game of Thrones, way too dramatic for me, not my aesthetic. But this Queen Charlotte one, I felt it on every level. I felt it from the, Ugh, it was so, it was so good to me. I, I dig it. What it's like being a wife, what it's like if you're deciding not to be a wife. There's so many, so many ugh, juicy things. Okay, we're not here for this. You're here to, we're here to talk to Dana today. We got a, we got a guest on. And we're gonna talk through some things. I think what I want to express is Intentions are extremely important when planning your wedding, but also having a really positive outlook on the planning process. And also a wedding itself is a huge luxury. The concept of a wedding itself is not a necessity. So it is a luxury in itself. So if you're gonna do it, don't always look for the cheapest thing and don't think that everything is way out of your budget because you might surprise yourself. So lean into making it the best that it can be if you're going to go for it anyway. Otherwise, you could just elope. But if you're gonna have a wedding and you're gonna invite people to have this experience with you and to celebrate your love story, lean into it and have the mindset of everything that you want for this wedding is possible, it is achievable, and it will fit within your budget. But if you go from the mindset of, oh, everything is too expensive, we don't have this much money, then guess what? that will be your experience. But you gotta set up your mind that everything is going your way. The vendors are gonna lay at your feet and they're gonna fit right in your budget. The dress you try on is gonna be exceptional and the guests are gonna love it and they're gonna come up to you and be like, oh my God, this is the best wedding we've ever been to. The music is fire. The food was bomb. Like, this is great. Have those thoughts because your anxiety will drive this wedding planning and it will kill you. Trust me, I plan 13 weddings at one time. I see it all. So (laughs) I can tell you right now, you got to come from a huge place of positivity if you're going to take this on. So pro tip, you're going to have to smile. It's going to get crunchy, but you're going to make it out beautifully. But you got to have the mindset that this is going to be the best day because that's what you want it to be. It's not the best day of your life, 
but it's going to be one of the best days <laughs> and hire the necessary people to make this one of the best days. So you can actually be yourself fully. This is the one day that you get to be deliciously selfish, like all of it. Give, give this the, make this the most selfish day of your life. If you can give it all you got. So <laughs> like lean into it, have a positive mindset, Understand that everything is going to go your way if you think it will. All right, let's hop into this episode and meet Dana. Hey, Dana, how are you? Hi, Fallon. I'm great. It's great to be here. I'm happy to have you. So, Dana, Dana, what's your partner's name? His name is Gilbert. Hi, Gilbert. How did you and Gilbert meet? (laughs) Uh, We met on Tinder, actually. We're a Tinder success story. (laughs) Sponsored by? No. um, (laughs) Shout out to Tinder. We love you for bringing all these lovely folks together. All right. So did you tell your parents you met on Tinder? Did you keep it that internal? Uh, no, my mom knows. Um, okay. she, doesn't, she doesn't really know what it is, though. So she's just like, okay, it's online. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. What year did you guys meet? Recently? Two years ago? Three years ago? Um, no, we met at the end of 2015. Um, so oh. he actually proposed to me on our seventh anniversary. Seven years. Lucky duck. Mm-hmm. Where did he propose? Where'd Gilbert do it? Um, so we live in Eugene, Oregon, um, and there's mm. a really gorgeous hike not far from where we live um, called Blue Pool. Okay. And we've been wanting to go for a while, and he planned it, like I said, on our anniversary and took me up there, and we had it to ourselves, and that's where he did it. Well done. I've never been to Oregon, but I've heard amazing things. Um, I heard you guys got all the good spots. So (laughs) kudos to you. Now tell us more about this big day. Well, one, why plan a wedding in the first place? What's your intention behind that? Yeah. So we're from very different places. I, we met here in Oregon. I grew up in Montana and he's British. So grew up in England. Um, Mm. and we kind of are seeing this as the only opportunity we're really ever going to get to get all of our friends, all of our family from all of our different mm. parts of life together in one place. Um, and so we we briefly considered doing like an elopement thing, but we we kind of thought we wanted to take this as a chance to have a big party with all the people we care about. All right. I love that. Combining families, best intention ever. And they're coming from far and wide. And so technically this is a destination wedding for most of your guests. Yeah. I'd say about like at least half of our guest list, it's going to be a destination wedding for. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So you guys are having a March 2nd, 2024? Yep. Date. Love. My birthday's March 3rd, so I'll celebrate with you guys. Um, <laughs> and tell me a little bit more about how many people you're expecting. Yeah, so we're inviting uh, 150 and giving people like free range bring plus ones. Um, mm, wow. <laughs> yeah. You're kind. <laughs> uh, I, I think I would actually – I don't think 150 people are going to come though. I think it's going to be smaller just because um, – I don't know how confident we are about everyone from the British side of things being Mm. able to make it out to the West Mm. Coast for it. Um, So expecting around maybe 120, 130 people, I think. I think. You think? You'll you'll know soon enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And when you guys started the planning, was it easy to put together this list? Was that list drastically higher? Or do you guys feel like you came to a pretty sensible list realistically easily? came to it pretty easily. Um, we, like I said, because this is all about like bringing people together, both of us mm-hmm. were like, if there's someone we're on the fence about, unless there's a reason to not invite them, we should just invite them and they mm. can make up their minds about whether they want to be there. Um, okay. like we'd, we would rather be inclusive than exclusive with the guest list. Okay. I love that. So you guys got your guest list together and you were like, look, we're inviting everyone. Bring your plus one if you want to. This is a this is a come one, come all kind of celebration. We want as many people that we love in this in this same place as us. How did that impact your venue search? What were, were some of the things that were really important for you to find within a venue for, for all these people? Yeah. So we started out looking in kind of two different directions. Um, one, we were trying to find somewhere that was maybe very 
bare bones, uh, very mm. cheap. And we were going to try to do like piecemeal things together and make it very affordable. Um, and then we found what ended up being our venue um, is this kind of chain of spaces in Oregon. Um, they have mm. like pubs and restaurants um, and they do events, which we didn't know until we were planning. And they don't charge a venue fee if you meet, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you meet a food and beverage requirement. Minimum, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was um, the food and beverage minimum for them was right around what we were being quoted from caterers for the other locations we were looking huh. at anyway. So yeah. we we were thinking we, we ended up deciding on it because it was gonna give us the most bang for our buck, basically. I agree. Tell us a little bit more about this venue and what you really other than the the cost, which is like kaboom, sign me up. I don't need to do anything <laughs> else. What else was like, oh, this really works for us? So it's a concert venue in Portland. Um it's called Crystal Ballroom. Um and when I found out that they did weddings, I almost immediately wanted to meet with mm. them because we have like memories there between the two of us. We both mm. love music, um, love going to concerts. And we've done a lot of that together and we've been to a bunch of shows at this venue together. And so it was really meaningful for us. Um, it's in a really easily accessible location for Portland. So anyone mm. who's like coming can get there very easily. So that was a big decision. And then it's very turnkey. Um, mm. Like we need to figure out play settings and table decorations, but I don't really need to do anything to make the space look nice. Yeah. And that's, I love, I, I guess, working with couples who are looking for that. It's such a dream when they find it. It's like, what are your priorities? Like making that initial list before you start your venue search and then mm -hmm. landing on one that really hits at home is like, so it's like they do exist. Wait until you get it. Um, but this, it sounds like you guys made a really great decision. Um, it felt good in your gut. You didn't have to, it, nothing was stressful. You weren't trying to maneuver things and that's when you know it's right. So exactly. you found this really great venue. It's hitting all the points. And how, how into music are you guys? What do you, are you guys going to, it's a concert hall. Are you going to do some music things in here? What are you thinking? Yeah. So, um, we are. But I'm uh, a little bit of a control freak. Um, so oh, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the best way possible, but yeah. Of um, so I, I'm going to have control of our playlist um, and I might mm -hmm. delegate that, but we're not like hiring a band or a DJ or anything. Um, we're going to, the venue comes with AV support and they'll hook everything up. And then all we really need to do is connect a laptop uh, and I've, Part of part of what I'm doing on our RSVPs is asking everyone um, for a song that is guaranteed to get them on the dance floor, and then I'm compiling a playlist of that music so that everybody feels like their taste is. You've included. been seen. You've been heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've got this turnkey venue. Talk to me about some of the things that um, come with the space right now and what's really included. Because you just mentioned AV, and that's. To me, finding a venue that already has the sound built in or a sound tech or even lighting is like huge, like big deal. Love it. Sign me up. That's a that's a it, it can end up being a huge price marker mm -hmm. um, when you're using a venue. Like you mentioned, you were trying to go for more of a space that was raw and you brought all these other components in. AV and lighting is something that's generally overlooked. Um, so you found one that has it. Good job. And what else do they have? So they have all of our wait staff is included in the food and beverage minimum. Um, and obviously food and beverages, basically everything <laughs> but the cake, cake in the, in the meal department is included. Um, tables, chairs, dishes. Although I need to see what the dishes look like. I might still consider getting an outside vendor to bring in nicer things, but um, mm -hmm. they have, they do have the option of just using in-house dishes, which okay. is very nice. Um, and like linens and play settings and all that good stuff are included. Okay. And yeah, I think when we're working at a turnkey venue, that's one of the first questions we ask. Um, kind of give us your rundown list of everything that's included, especially photos, so that we can understand what your flatware, your glassware, your china already look like. And like you're saying, maybe upgrade some of the elements that you're not too crazy about. Um, mm -hmm. So you guys did a site visit. 
you loved it. It came with everything you need. What was the next step? Um, did you guys do a tasting already? Do you get to pre-pick your menu? Talk to us about that process. So they have preset menus. Um, we're going to meet with them obviously quite a bit closer, um, Mm -hmm. probably end of this year sometime and do a tasting. Um, they have, it's going to be buffet, um, and they have preset buffet menus. Um, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm pretty happy with just doing like a vegetarian buffet, which also happens to be the cheapest option, but he kind of thinks we should cater at least a little bit to the meat eaters. So I think we're going to talk to them about how we can maybe do a little (laughs) custom, custom line. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Are some of your people vegetarian or are you, would you be the only one or you're like one out of 20? <laughs> I think I'd be like one out of 10, 15, and then a handful of people don't care one way or the other. But we definitely, especially coming from the Montana side, we have yeah. some people who uh, they want their meat. <laughs> They'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. They would be ordering some some hamburgers to the to the venue. Um, <laughs> and I think having a, an extremely inclusive menu is is a huge deal. I think leaning towards something that everyone can find comfort in is is definitely a pro tip. So as someone who's vegan and gluten-free, if I did a vegan gluten-free menu, I'd probably not have any guests after the dinner. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, I'm happy that you're thinking that through and, and working on that. Whenever I'm working with a new couple, the first thing I tell them is, do not walk, run. Make sure that your registry is with Zola. Go do it now, period. But little did I know, Zola can help you plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. They're way more than a registry. So they've got free planning tools like a customizable checklist. You can do websites. You can find venues and vendor discovery. Like there's there's so many things that are accessible on Zola. So everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible and with invites that are fun to create. And of course, my favorite, the wedding registry, packed with gifts you actually want. Zola can take you basically from save our date to thank you so much without even breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Game changer. Zola makes wedding planning easy and stress-free. They're the first and only stop you need to make on your wedding planning journey. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Zola will give you expert guidance and unparalleled support. Their wedding pros are on call to walk couples from question to answer anytime. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Generation Tux understands that coordinating suit and tux looks for your wedding party can be overwhelming. That's why they make it easy, convenient, and stress-free with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in high-quality men's formal wear rentals starting at $149 and award-winning five-star customer service. You can choose from 25 styles of suits and tuxedos and thousands of accessory color combinations. Test drive your wedding looks with a free home try-on and swatches for color matching your wedding hues. When you rent with Generation Tux, you'll experience a fully online platform with a guaranteed fit algorithm. They basically make coordinating your wedding party's rentals a breeze with groomsman management tools. Best of all, you and your wedding party will receive round-trip shipping with head-to-toe looks delivered 14 days in advance. And you can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting generationtux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. It sounds like you're in a good spot. You've still got a a handful of months to go. You got a venue that kind of does everything. What are you, where are you leaning at now? So I think a lot of my questions, the things that are giving me anxiety are like, I'm a planner. So I want to know like, what am I missing? Like these things are included. What's not included that I might not be thinking about? Like, I know that a DJ isn't included. So I've got that figured out. I know that a photographer isn't included. So I've got that figured out. Um, But like, what, you know, what are those other elements that add to the experience that I might not be considering? Yeah. When not working with a planner who can kind of give you that rundown, I always say, ask the venue. And Mm. generally I'm like, ask the venue, hey, what have other couples done here? And what are some other touch points that you think have 
that you find beneficial to the guest experience. And sometimes they'll tell you kind of their pain points and where they kind of, I don't want to say lack, but where they're not best suited for. And generally with a venue that's turnkey, they can easily say, oh, we definitely love it when you bring extra signage, Um, whether that be bar signage or welcome sign or sometimes directional signage to point people to where the bathrooms are if they're complicated to get to. Like sometimes you'll get a really fun venue operator and she's like, you know what? I hate our napkins or this is really ugly. I really think you should upgrade this. So it's really talking to them. And once you see those visuals of your flatware, your glassware, your china, your linens, your chairs, that's when I say identify your budget and identify a place where you might want to splurge. I love to upgrade a good table linen. I think it can really transform a space with with you keeping the same chair sometimes. But an elevated linen does go miles in comparison to your, t- your general poly. And that a poly is a regular poly. Um, cotton blend <laughs> linen. <laughs> so, um, but if you're like, you know what, Fallon, I'm sticking with that poly, whatever it is, I don't care. Then I think it's adding enhanced menu cards. And sometimes the venues like this will be like, we do all the menus, we'll print them for you, we'll print the place cards. And you're like, you could, but the paper is going to be flimsy and the names are just, it's just going to look a little, sometimes a little dated. So I think mm-hmm. if you're working, if you're looking to just enhance it just a little bit, Adding some special touches to your tabletop is generally all that you need to do. And I think since you're you're probably going to bring in some floral decor, I think that's also a given. Um, and I think just any general decor is pretty much all you'll ever need for a turnkey venue to enhance it. Perfect. I love that. That's very helpful. Good. <laughs> so have you been thinking about enhancing any of your things or what are you guys thinking as far as tabletop stuff? Yeah. So, um, I'm doing DIY flowers. Um, I'm also doing fake florals, just silk flowers to save a bit of money there. Um, there is a company that does it and they do fake floral rentals and I've seen some of them and they actually look really real. So something to consider as a thing, as much as anyone loves DIY, I don't think I've ever heard anyone after a DIY project saying, that was awesome. I can't wait to do that again. <laughs> so <laughs> so just thinking through, if if you're still like on the economic front, there are companies now that rent the fake flowers in, in full blooms, already set up, ready to go. You open the box, you pull it out the box, you sit it on the table. It looks awesome. Um, and then you can take it from there. And also since AV is included, I would and uh, probably lighting as well, Lighting this room is going to be a great way to add some decor um, economically to it, like adding that shadow um, and dimension to the space and maybe pin spotting on those lights is going to be really lovely. But Mm. I would say look into a company that can rent it and put it together for you. Um, So that way after the event, you just put it back in the box and ship it back to them. I think you'd be – you can focus on that playlist more if you outsource these flowers. Love it. That's the important part. <laughs> yes. It's like music is major key. Um, so you're doing some flower things. You're working through that. And then talk to me about photography and where you guys are leaning there. Yeah. So I was actually uh, very much in the side of not hiring a photographer. Um, huh? I was, yeah. See, that was huh? the reaction I got from everyone. Um, <laughs> I was very convinced that um, we could, I had this whole plan to put a QR code to a Google Drive on our play settings and just tell everyone to upload the pictures that they take and use Mm -hmm. those. Um, And I was informed by every single person I told that Mm -hmm. plan of that it was a terrible idea. So I I went hunting. Uh, (laughs) and, And my big reason behind that is that neither of us really wants kind of like the traditional like lots of posed pictures or anything like that. I really just want like pictures of the moments as they're happening. Um, Uh But so the way I compromised is I went on to like a local wedding Facebook group and posted saying, um, you know, I'm I'm looking for someone who can specialize in like pictures that almost look like you're at a concert instead of at a wedding. And Mm. this girl who uh she was a she is a concert uh photographer by trade and she's like breaking into weddings message me mm-hmm. she's like I got you um her rate for weddings is much more affordable than a lot of others that I've looked at um okay and it was yeah it was a match made in heaven her her style yeah. is perfect for us so perfect awesome I love that and 
Uh, I just want to say to anyone that's listening, I know that you guys are all like, I don't want to be posed. I don't want to do this. But there's one complaint I've had from couples and it's like, my mom doesn't have an actual picture of us as the actual married couple to sit on the mantle. Like, so I know in a world we want to urge, everyone's non-traditional. We cannot, we can just go ahead and say that here. We're all non-traditional. We all want something that's cool and quirky and fun. But in 20 years from now, you will want at least one photo of the both of you standing like normal people in front of a camera smiling to memorialize the day that you got married. I'm just telling you that right now. Come for me if you want to. And yes, you do want an engagement session because you need a picture before when y'all were single and before those raggedy kids come and make you old and gray, you want to remember how young and beautiful you looked before you walked down the aisle. So I'm just telling you right now, hire the photographer and do all the shoots with them because you need these pictures. All right. I am glad that you have taken the route to hire. You're going to be so happy. And I think what's even more amazing is you knew exactly what you were looking for and you went out and asked for it and you found it. And I think that's going to give a lot of people permission to, if you don't want the superposed ones, yes, you need a few, but if you want that editorial, if you want a more fashion forward, identify the style of photography of how you want to be seen and captured and what's going to really make your heart smile 10, 20 years from now. Lean into that because these are your pictures and it's telling your love story and that's super paramount. Um, and your parents need something to put on their fridge. So <laughs> so I'm happy. I can't wait to see your concert pictures. That's going to be super saucy. That's, that's a, that's, a, I want to look like, like if you were at a concert, that's kind of dope. All right. But now you're, so you had the idea to not hire the photographer. You told people and they were like, girl, you have lost your mind. And so you did it, but you found what you wanted. So why not DJ? Um, there's a couple reasons. One is a budget thing, but two, I, oh, I'm, I hope I don't like insult anybody saying this. Insult us. Let's go. Spit it out. (laughs) I don't, I don't like DJs. I've, I mean, I love weddings. You haven't heard the right one. (laughs) That's true. Uh, But yeah, that one probably comes with like a really steep price tag though. Like every wedding I've ever been to, they've like, there are even ones where I'm like, this person's good. They'll do things like cut off a song in the middle of it when people are vibing or um, play something that like, I know for a fact the bride specifically said, do not play this because somebody else came up and requested it. And uh, I think I would just have a hard time letting go of control Mm. of that aspect because I like, I like that part is so important to me. It makes me nervous to let go of it. Hmm. Well, I think the first thing to realize is those DJs weren't your DJ. They weren't your wedding DJ. So the experience you were having at that event, of course, it wasn't working for you because it wasn't your event technically. Mm -hmm. And I think understanding those pain points, and these are similar pain points that I have to work through with my clients. They're like, I don't want anyone who talks too much. I don't want anyone who makes those quirky announcements in between like, yo, put your hands up. Like, please stop. And then (laughs) it's like, this is my do not playlist. Please make this paramount. Fallon, if you hear the song, go over and trip him and, you know, push him down. So (laughs) like tackle him. I was like, I got you, girl. So I think it's to me a DJ and mixing is a thing. Like mixing is where you have to transition the song. Because what I find is when you're playing a song too long, it's like, all right, we, we've heard, we all know this song. Can we move on to the next one? So I think the concept of a DJ is to keep, is to ride the rhythm of a room and to keep mm-hmm. the music at a pace where it's like, oh, we definitely need to build this moment up. They're the person that can change the, the entire mood of the room with one hit of a button. And that I think is going to, I think it would be more beneficial than a playlist just because the playlist is just going to run these songs unless you're having someone really curate it to where it actually makes sense. Because if you just press Mm -hmm. shuffle, it's going to be like, if I'm hearing James Brown one second and then Celine Dion the next minute, I'm like, yo, this party is all over the place. So it's like, how do you, managing the room, and I think we've already done an episode on how important music is to the quality of your event. Having a professional that knows what they're doing and making sure that it is in alignment with your vision is -hmm. what's important. Yes, I understand you're a control girl, but having that playlist already set is like, Hey, DJ, if you could mix these songs in the order of the BPM, how it's supposed to flow with the beat, because there is magic to the way the bodies move. And then if you switch it in, it's a slow thing. And it's like, okay, now I'm going in another direction. That's, that's, it's, it's, you need a DJ. 
like, I know you don't want one, but if you have someone maybe championing that playlist that can mix the songs right, like, because this isn't a this isn't a just a regular old party. This is your wedding day, and if there's mm-hmm. any time to splurge, it is on this day. You can have a, a day that you on the after party you can play the playlist, but this is the wedding day. And if you're making the investment to give it your all, and you want to be the planner and the control person, then do it right at every turn corner that you can. Cool. Give it your all. You got this. Fair. So. Fair. <laughs> I was like, I'm talking to you into everything. I was like, what else do you need to be talking to? But I think I think on the outcome, I think you'll be a really happy knowing that you didn't have to think about that playlist. Because what if there's an ad that drops in the middle? What if, you know, something happens to the laptop? What if it overheats? What if the dongle thing doesn't work? The real reason I have a DJ is so I can have someone troubleshoot all the things that don't make sense to me. And I know you got an AV person, so you've already got great sound. All you need is someone in to come in, bring that mixing board, and tell them to hook this thing up and turn this party on. It's a concert hall. It will be sick. I think it would be major. But that's my opinion. <laughs> I like your Thoughts. opinion. What do you think? What do you think? What are you feeling? What are you feeling? Yeah. Um, I think it'll take convincing my fiance. I'm not like 100% against it. So maybe it's a conversation TBD to have. But yeah, that that is something good to think about. I hadn't considered like... It's pro- and it's probably just a lack of knowledge, like assuming that being a DJ is just putting on a playlist and letting it go. And that's not really true. So that's just me not really understanding the full scope of it. So I appreciate that perspective. Yeah. And like announcements, they're technically your MC. Mm-hmm. So you want to find someone who can, for the first time, you at least want that announcement, I think. Like you want your names to be, for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. or the, the happy couple. And also, if you're doing toast and speeches, they're there to help transition that and make it cool. And those parent dancers or first dancers or any other formality songs, they're there to mix it and fade it out and make it sound really nice. So um, something to think about. But I think hit up that Facebook group if I were to give you a suggestion and say, hey, do you guys have any favorite DJs in the area that you you think would be a good fit? And interview all of them. I interview every single DJ. We have to have a call and then start talking music with them. Start throwing out some song titles, see if they get it. And if they throw out another song that you like, you're like, oh, you know me. So it's like you have to you have to vibe with them on the front end, ask them to send you mixes that they've done, listen to their sound clouds. Um, and that's kind of how you interview your DJ. And don't, don't, yeah, I say give it give it some attention. But also if you're thinking of gifts you need people to give you or if someone's like, how can I be involved? I would say buy my DJ. I love you. <laughs> and I appreciate your service. Um, <laughs> all right. So you had some timeline questions too that I wanted to tap in really quickly. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So we have a start time for our ceremony. Um, we have our venue for 12 hours. So 12 to 12 on the day of. Um, mm-hmm. And we're starting every, we're opening doors at four and starting quote unquote at four 30, probably closer to five, um, mm-hmm. get like, you know, let the people wait a little bit. Um, but then I have no idea how to budget time after that. Like I'm assuming the ceremony will take 20, 30 minutes. Uh, we're not mm-hmm. doing like full, like a full religious thing or anything like that. Um, y- yeah, no idea where to go after that. Yeah. So generally what I say when you have a venue that has a set number of hours, make sure you're always giving yourself an hour and a half to two hours of loadout Mm -hmm. and always giving yourself maybe three hours, give or take, for load in, depending on what you're setting up. Um, And if if you need to drop those flowers or whatever it is, just give yourself some time to set it all up. Once guests arrive, generally my invite time is if you're doing a four o'clock situation, I would invite guests at four o'clock. I would begin the ceremony somewhere between 4.30-ish, like process down the aisle. And that way you're giving yourself a cushion just in case you do run over that 4.30. But I think set the intention of starting at 4.30 just in case you go over a little bit. And understanding you have a hard stop at 5 o'clock. And then if you're doing first look or parent pictures or whatever that looks like, understand if you want to do them before the ceremony – I would say come 30 minutes in advance prior to that invitation time of four o'clock and say maybe do ask all family and friends or whoever's in formal pictures to be there by 3.15. You can do those from 3.30 to four o'clock and then start your ceremony immediately following or mingle with guests if you want to or go into hiding. I run a cocktail hour and this is a conversation to have with your, um, 
your catering team. But I would mm-hmm. say set the expectations of what you desire to happen the moment the ceremony is over. Maybe you are going to take pictures. Maybe your photographer is going to take you out into a field somewhere and do some cool shots or whatever. But I think understand are, are, are people waiting with champagne? Is the bar open? Is water ready to go? Is food immediately served? So talk through exactly that run of show with your catering partner because they may be able to say, well, based on our timeline, we won't have the apps ready until 530. So I think there's a conversation that needs to happen internally with your F&B team to understand what happens on the catering front and the food and the beverage front to say, I want service to begin at five. Maybe food comes out at 515. I run cocktail hour generally for 45 minutes. And therefore, 45 minutes gives you 15 minutes of transition from cocktail hour to then go find your seats, find your name card, do all the things, kiss and hug everybody, get to your seat. Moving people takes the longest amount of time. So always budget 15 minutes between each segment of moving bodies. And then I would say start your dinner, run your dinner from six. Well, you'll sit down, people will sit down by six o'clock. You'll run formal entrances, do that whole thing. That'll take about 15 minutes. And then from there, you'll start, maybe the first course is coming out at like 6.15, 6.20. Um, and then think about the toasts that are happening during the ve- during the event. Those are generally running during your first course and your second course. I also time out the time it takes for them to clear the plates and serve out to 150 people. Usually this takes 10 to 15 minutes. Um, that is an, a transition time that if you're going to stay with the playlist, that's a time to maybe change some songs but <laughs> or get people up and doing something. But work with your caterer to say, this is the run of show. Dinner should last about an hour and a half, two hours max if you're plating dessert. And then that way you have about two hours of dancing time for a full four-hour reception. Okay, perfect. That helps a lot, actually. Um, I'm building a list of things that I need to email and ask them about in like the next week. And that's going to be part of it now. So yeah. thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're technically your planner because they're running everything. So mm-hmm. ask them, like work with them holistically about th- what does the, my day look like from start to finish? Can you help me? And they will be able to. Also make sure you're working with your audio and light person to make sure someone is on there on staff the entire time to manage the dimming of your lights. As you move through dinner, you can probably dim the lights a little bit more just to enhance the mood and get ready, get people ready for dinner, um, for dancing afterwards. Cool. That makes sense. Love. All right. So if you were to do things differently, what would you have done? Trick question. Maybe not. <laughs> um, I would have talked to you sooner, probably. Um, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right now I don't know, to be honest, because we're still so early in the process that mm. I haven't had time to like regret something. Um, yeah, I think, I think maybe the biggest thing would have been deciding on some of these things earlier, like not trying to nickel and dime ourselves and trying to figure out more like what's a realistic budget and doing some more things, um, mm. in line with that and with the experience we want to create. Yeah. And I think that's that's a good call. Um, but you've made some good decisions and you've been making them from the place of what you know. And now you have a different set of mindsets a little bit. And you still got time. March is still some time to, to judge some things and move some things around. So mm-hmm. sleep on it, have a holistic conversation. And word on the street is you are doing a custom dress and you might have done that a little sooner <laughs> had you known. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I... I very much enjoyed trying on dresses, but I just didn't get what I wanted. And I was getting ready. I was getting to the point where I was going to go with the first dress I tried on. It was cheap. Uh, It was just like a, not to disparage their name, but it was a very basic David's bridal dress um, Uh that you see everywhere. And I was like, it's, it's cheap, it's affordable. And I liked it. So I might as well do it. And then I went to what was the last boutique on my list, um, a local place and was explaining like kind of some of my frustration and the bridal stylist was like, you know, we do custom dresses. Right. And so I booked a consultation with them right there and it was perfect. Um, Ah! yeah, I didn't think I I didn't even consider that when I first started looking for dresses because I, I knew it was a thing, but I just assumed it would be like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to get Mm. something like that done and like not even close, like fraction, a fraction of what I would have expected it to cost. Yeah. 
because anything is possible at the budget that you've got, and it it, it does exist. And I'm I'm excited that you found this dress. Moving for, as you move forward in this, give yourself the the chance to know that it exists exactly what you want for the price that you've got to spend. Um, and don't cheapen yourself out. This wedding should be nice. Go go hard, girl. You got the you got the dollars. So- Love it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to switch over to our expert because I got some questions for how does this custom dress process even work? So let's jump right into that. Nadri knows it's important to find the perfect finishing touch for your wedding day. Even if you've already spent most of your budget on the dress, the venue, etc. I mean, you deserve a little sparkle. So that's why Nadri creates the most stunning, highest quality fashion jewelry with show-stopping sparkles often mistaken for real diamonds. Let's get real. You need to accessorize for the engagement party, bridal shower, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Thankfully, Nadri has you covered with the perfect jewels for every occasion. Plus, if you need to find the perfect bridal party or mother of the bride gifts, Nadri's got you covered. Nadri jewelry is meticulously made like fine jewelry using the highest grade materials to ensure durability, shine, and that show-stopping sparkle that the brand is so well known for. When it comes to jewelry for your big day, you were in the best hands with Nadri. And best of all, you get 20% off your first order with code BETCHESBRIDE, valid now through June 30, 2024. Discount must be entered at checkout and cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Try Nadri for yourself by visiting nadri.com slash discount slash BETCHESBRIDE. Learn more, find the perfect jewelry, and take the quiz to find out your bridal style on Nadri's wedding shop page. All new customers will get 20% off their first order on nadri.com slash discount slash BETCHESBRIDE. That's N-A-D-R-I dot com slash discount slash BETCHESBRIDE. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. Today, we have on Madison Chamberlain, a custom non-traditional bridal designer. What began as a ready-to-wear women's wear line, her work evolved into non-traditional wedding looks for people who do not resonate with the current bridal market. Hi, Madison. How are you? Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Dana, we love you. Dana's having a beautiful wedding in Oregon with her beau, and they're going to do something super saucy. And she thought a custom dress was going to cost buku bucks. But how many dresses did you try on, Dana? I think I tried on around 60. Wow. Spicy. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. I wonder what the world record is for trying on wedding (laughs) dresses. (laughs) What's Guinness? But Dana, when you were trying on the dresses, were you like, I like one part. I don't like this part. I love that part. I wish I could just put all these things together. What was your experience when you were there? Pretty much exactly what you just described. Like I would try on a dress and like the way it looked, think it looked flattering, but there would just be an element of it that didn't work with what I wanted to Mm. create. And so I just got to a point where I was like, I wish that I could have, you know, this top with this fabric, with this skirt. And, um, yeah, I was ready to give up on the whole process and just get something that was 
cheap and looked good um, when I found this out. So cool. Yeah. So Dana, I guess you stumbled upon this at this last salon you tried. They're like, you know, we do custom Miss Lady over 60 dresses. We can help you. We can find something just for you, literally. <laughs> but Madison, what's the how many do people really get custom dresses all the time or talk to us? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think Dana, you're of one mindset where people are like, I've tried on so much. I like bits and pieces, but nothing is like, you know, meeting that mark for me. And then there's the other people that from the start really know that they don't envision themselves going into a bridal salon, standing in front of a bunch of people and saying, yes, like that just doesn't resonate with them. So from the start, they come to me knowing they're going to do custom. And, you know, I also support a lot of nearly weds or brides to be that don't really have sizing available for them in the current bridal market. So it's kind of like an array of people that come Mm. to me, but there are a ton of people getting custom dresses and it's such a special and personalized process. And Dana, I think you can probably attest to this, but you really get to have all aspects of what you're wanting your dress to have in it. You know, you don't really have to waver on anything. You get to have everything. Yeah, that's one thing that I've really loved about the process so far is every time I've asked for a change, I've kind of approached it with like a, you know, I'm so sorry, but can I, you know, make this tweak or whatever? Uh, Like always saying, you know, if it's possible or if that's something that you're able to do and they're like, yeah, it's fine. That's easy. And I've absolutely (laughs) loved that to this point. (laughs) That's so funny. How does someone even do this? Like you go in, do you have to be like Dana and kind of know like, I want this piece, I might want this piece. And can you, I I got an idea. Or can people say, I have no freaking idea. Walk me through it. Totally, totally. So again, both types of people come to me um, and both are good. Both are okay. Some are like, hey, I have this vision. I'm inspired by this, this, and this. Can we combine it? Some come to me and they're like, I like your vibe let's go from there. And that's Mm. good too. So the process pretty much starts what we're doing right now. We hop on a virtual meeting. We do a consultation. I hear what they like. I talk to them about Mm. what feels good on their body to them, what doesn't. I always say to my clients that fashion is emotional, meaning that Mm. you know what it's like. You go dressing or you know, shopping, you put something on, you're either like, I feel great. I feel overjoyed. I'm not to strut on these streets. Or you're like, I want to cry and die. Do not make mm-hmm. me come out of the house. And whenever <laughs> I'm designing something for clients, I want to make sure it's the first thing that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. So I say to them, like, what do you put on that makes you feel so good? Like even in your like daily wardrobe. And if they're like, oh, I hate when I wear like a halter, I'm like, good, never going to design into that. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's kind of just having a conversation, getting to know one another, getting to know their wants and needs. And then from there, we move into design. So I do some rough sketches of things. We meet again, we go over it. And then I source materials, fabrics. I plug those fabrics into the sketches, present them again. We do mm. lots of tweaking. Dana, kind of like what you just said. They're like, can we have this sleeve on this dress and this bow here, move it all together. And then we have their final sketch. So I'm not sure where you're at in your process right now, Dana, but are you going to be fitted in like a pre-dress before your dress? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I am. Um, and that's probably going to come in a couple months. I assume I just approved the sketches. Um, cool. and then I'm going in on Friday to like pull the plug and do next steps, like put deposit down and all that good stuff. So Amazing. That's, all that's coming. <laughs> exciting. Very exciting. So basically you'll ideate on a dress. It's similar to planning a wedding technically. It's like mm-hmm. you'll put, kind of put the pieces of it together, but you really don't get to see the wedding until the day of. But this is different. You get to see it before the day of. How long is that process of like kind of designing it and tweaking it? And like if Dana goes on Friday and, you know, goes and to the sample dress or something. And she's like, I actually want the sleeve shorter. Can you still make changes or how does that? Totally. Cause she's like having some trouble asking for it. And I'm like, well, what is the deadline for that ask? <laughs> right. I mean, at least for me from the way I do it, you can definitely keep asking for that. So after we choose your design, we make a full version of your dress or your design in a muslin cotton. So mm. muslin is the plain cotton version of your dress. So we make your entire dress up And then we fit you in that. And at this point, we really get to see like, is the sleeve too long? Do we actually Mm. like the train falling down behind me? Like, do we want to like deepen the V? 
So not only are we perfecting fit at this stage, but we're really like going into design detail. I'm pinning up on you, your final fabrics and like all the details and things. So you're kind of like, you're still having to use your imagination, but you're really getting a sense for it. And at this phase, you absolutely can still change like length and tweak things and everything. I would say at the point where any like big changes can't happen is like the final fit. Of course, you can still keep like hemming things, tightening things, making sure it fits. But any major design details, I feel like can sometimes be an issue at that phase. Like turn this into a halter now. I like actually like halters. I've been working out. My arms look better. Right. (laughs) Or like I've decided I hate this fabric. And you're like, well, Hmm, I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) We can make it into an aisle runner. So so Dana, are you super, do you, are you feeling a lot at like at ease right now or what's your experience in the process? Like, I think the second I sent an email to them saying, yes, I want to move forward with this, a huge weight was lifted off my shoulder. Mm. Um, just, I mean, there's, there's still obviously a little bit of anxiety with not being able to see something before, you know, it's rather close to time. Like maybe there are changes that can be made, but you can't really go back if you don't see something for like four months before. Um, so there's, a little bit of nerves there, but just having the decision made was a huge weight off my shoulders. Interesting. Madison, what would you say the average wedding dress cost is right now? Like off the rack An average, oh I know is, is slightly weird. I but. don't even, yeah, average <laughs> is so tough. I'm, I honestly, I can't even, I don't think I can even answer that because I there's agree. one, there's such a range and two, like I don't really yeah. bridal shop dress shop off the yeah. rack that often. So <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, of course I do like market research, but I guess average is like 4,000. Is that accurate? That's what I was, that's what I was, okay. I was like, she's somewhere between 2,500 and 10 K I think. So I'm like, I know that's a big yeah, range. I was like somewhere in the middle there would be an average of like what I think most people generally spend like 4,500, right. maybe 5 K max is a, a national average for yes, maybe the cost of a off the rack wedding dress. Would you say, and we don't have to do numbers, but on if, what percentage would you say, how much do people generally spend on a custom dress? Something so generic. I think there's yeah. a huge misconception <laughs> that custom is like, you know, the most expensive route to go. Because when you really break it down, when you're designing from scratch from the start a custom dress, you are getting everything you need into that dress. So there's nothing that has to be added after from your local seamstress. There's no fittings that have to be done after from like a tailor or something. So often people get their wedding dresses and they have to bring it to another seamstress or tailor to get it to Mm. fit to them perfectly. That can rack up to a thousand plus more dollars. So you're buying something off the rack for four grand. You have to you know, calculate in all these additional fees for just making it fit you perfectly after. When yeah. you go custom, those fees are not there. They're already added into the cost of having it fit you perfectly. So I would say it's pretty, you know, stand, it's pretty like the same, like on par, but you're just like not going to have all of those fees coming after. So it, it could be comparable to, if not maybe slightly less than an off the rack dress because you don't have to consider alterations and these other accoutrements to get that dress to fit you the way you want to. Maybe you're like, I want to add a belt or I want to, because you're taking that off the rack dress and, and really enhancing that one. But with, with like, with Dana, she's starting from scratch and like, I'm making it exactly how I want it to be from the first go round. I don't have to embellish anything and I don't need a seamstress. It's mine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's going to put it on at her final fit and it's going to be made to fit her. Done. Snatched. Love yes. This. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Dana, what else has your experience been like? I know the nerves are still there, but what are you thinking about now? Are you going to do veils and shoes and what's what's going on there? 
Uh, yeah, so that's what I get to focus on now since that's like out of the way. Um, so the dress is going to be pretty dramatic. Um, the fabric is like a very, it's like sparkles everywhere. Um, we love, and, we love. Yeah, I, I'm real excited about it, especially with the lighting in the venue. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. So what I've been looking at now is finding my shoes. Um, I think I'm going to treat myself and get some fancy shoes. Um, Love. If, if not now, then when else would I do that? You deserve um, it. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely in contrast to other things I talked about earlier when we were going through budget stuff. But yeah, um, I'm looking at some fancy shoes and then I am trying to decide on a veil now whether I want to just go like full sparkle and have head to toe glitter everywhere or if I want to be a little bit simpler with the veil. But I know I want like cathedral length dramatic mm. Well, Dana, I don't know if you know, but I am a veil designer as well. Hey. I'd love to make you a sparkly, over-the-top, cathedral-length veil. Sparkly is like, you're speaking my language. I, right can up I my get alley. one too, Madison? I want one oh, too. Yes, Fallon. Of course. Just for life. I know, a grocery for, shopping veil. Just for the grocery store. Dana, <laughs> yes. we, we're going to get you hooked up. This is beautiful. Yes. So the store that you picked, though, and I think I want to understand a little bit more about for those trying to find that right designer and trusting this person to really like make this thing sight unseen. And it's, I mean, it kind of is the most important thing for your wedding day, sort of depends on your priorities. But Dana, tell us more about this store and like how many dresses have they done? Like what's their, what's their background in this? Yeah. So I think their, um, their custom design program is relatively new. Um, but they, I did try on a dress that they designed there. I didn't realize at the time I put it on that it was designed by them, but I really liked the way it fit. And then the person told me that they actually designed it themselves. And that's kind of what Hmm. bridged the conversation initially. Um, And then I think what else like helps me feel confident in asking them to do mine is I tried on two different dresses. Um, one that had like this fabric and silhouette that I wanted and one that had the neckline that I really wanted. And I just made this comment that was like, gosh, I wish that those two things could be combined. And they were like, we got you. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so how many dresses do you think they've done now? Like what number bride will you be? I think I'm going to be relatively early. I don't want to like speak for them, but I think I'm like okay. within the first, like within the first 10, I would assume. Interesting. Madison, talk to me. Yeah. Should she be afraid? I- oh, no. I feel like I, I think Dana, just knowing what you've been through up until this point, I feel like you're a girl that does their research, right? So I, I don't feel like you should be afraid. I feel like you've, you made a very like educated decision based on the fact you tried on so many other dresses and everything. So I think this is the good avenue to take. The fact that you felt relief instantly, like Mm -hmm. that really says something. I think you're in good hands and this is going to be a dress uniquely made for you. Yeah. So I think that's like the best part about it. Love. So how long does it take for people to make a custom dress in theory? So for me, my timeline is five to six months. If you can give me more, I'll take more time, you know, Mm -hmm. but some people come to me like very last minute, they can't find anything, all of that. So five to six months is, um, the fastest turnaround for us. And then I always say like, if you're below that timeline or have like less time, just reach out. We've done crazy things in shorter periods of time, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's what mine is. All right. And then if someone is looking for a dress designer, like Dana, and she's going to a spot and they're like, we do that. What are some questions that a potential newlywed or a newlywed should be asking from this designer in advance before possibly pulling the trigger? Well, of course, I think like question one is like always like, oh, can I see your portfolio? And I, I know that this place is fairly new and everything. So they might not have that to show. And that doesn't mean that they're not good or anything like that. But I would say one, can I see the work you've done? Can I know what options are available? Can we talk about the process? Then I'd Mm -hmm. probably go back and do some of my own like Googling and see, you know, compare it to other people's processes. See if like this is something that feels comfortable for you. See if like how many meetings you have to go to, you know, it's like such a spectrum and it's different with each client, but some clients want to come in all the time. Some 
are very busy. They only want to every so often. And I think just finding a place that really suits you and what you're looking for is really important. Asking questions Mm. like that. Awesome. And like, is there a world in which people have brought in understanding it's custom? Have they brought in like, and maybe a seamstress does this, but like if Dana, maybe a grandma had a special dress that she wore, but Dana didn't really like it. Is that something else that a custom designer could do? Like use an existing dress as like a, a shell and really enhance it and make it saucy? Absolutely. So this is something that I actually do as well. Um, we take mother of the bride's dresses and we use them pretty much just for fabric or any design details the bride wants to include. So we get to combine this, you know, beautiful thing to honor the mother or the grandmother mm. with the aesthetic of the current bride to be and really create something that she will be excited to wear at her wedding and all of that. So that's definitely something a custom designer can do. Now, if you're looking to just have the dress like hemmed or fix a zipper, any um, local seamstress or tailor yeah. could do that for you. Cool. What are some other misconceptions that people have about a custom dress? Because like Dana was saying earlier, we we thought it was so expensive, but it seems pretty easy and, and accessible, but it just seemed like a mountain in our heads. What are some other yeah. misconceptions people, people have about... Um, a custom gown? I think that it's just like a very laborious process. <laughs> like you're going to be like, Oh, like I have to do this and that and always talk to this designer. Like it's really not like I have it. I know I broke it down for you, but it's pretty much like four meetings, three meetings, and then you have your dress at the end. So I think like it is so different than showing up to a store and then mm. saying yes. And then you know, leaving. But even at that point, you have to wait for your dress after you show up for that store. So it's just like waiting for your dress, but like in a different way. And you kind of get to like check on it in on it. Like it's a little baby. You get to be like, hi, how's it doing? I send little (laughs) pictures of like me cutting it. I'm like, your baby is being like sewn together today. So I don't know. It feels like Christmas morning every time we get to like deliver a dress to somebody or have a final fit. So I think the process is more fun, but obviously I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) Dana after hearing all of this how are you feeling about your decision I feel good about it I think this is just reaffirming everything that Mm, I'd already kind of started to think um yeah I'm excited I think it will be like Christmas morning when I finally get to see it (laughs) yeah Um, yeah and I think that the process of waiting for that's going to slow down the time too I feel like everything's happening so fast and like that buildup of anticipation will make the time slow down a bit Totally. Dana, do you have any other questions for Madison since we've got a pro here? Since your designer might be slightly newer, something that you want to ask or make sure you're taking into account um, before you go meet them. So, oh gosh, this is going to (laughs) sound, this is speaking to my anxiety, uh, but what do, what do I do if I get the dress and it's the final dress and it's like, they didn't hit the mark. Like, it's just not there. Right. Like what, what, what do you, what do we do then? Have you had that happen? And like, how would you react if someone said that? <gasps> Great question. <laughs> it is a really good, it is a really good question. I mean, knock on wood, I've never had like that happen. I've had where it's the final thing and someone bought like 12 inch platforms and we're like, okay, we got to add a lot of length to the bottom of this, like things like that. Or I've had it where they're like, actually, I think I want to show like a little less boob now. Um, okay. Say you put it on and you're like, I hate this, everything. I think that there are always, you know, I'm like stressed just thinking about it. And now I think there are always ways that you can like tweak something to like it. So I think you put it on, try and like breathe. Don't react right away. If you're not feeling good look in the mirror and really try to identify like what is not making you feel good. Is it something bumping out on the side? Is it this? Is it that? Like really trying to identify like what is not giving you that like, you know, star like feeling. Um, and then once you've identified what those things are, voice that to the designer and then come up with a game plan on how to fix that. 
Mm-hmm. I really don't think that you're going to show up that day and like 100% of the dress is going to be bad. You've been involved throughout the process. You've seen sketches. You're going to see fabrics. Mm. You're going to see a pre-dress. Like you're kind of like signing off along the way. So as much as it's going to be like a surprise that day, it's not going to be like a foreign object to you. You're going to like be like, <laughs> oh, this is my dress. Hey, girl, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think – I'm very confident that you're going to be just fine. And if there is anything you don't like, it'll be fixable. Agree. Love it. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And close your eyes and actually envision it as more amazing than you could have imagined. Like you step into it and you feel like, I don't know who your favorite celeb is, but you feel like them. And you're like, yeah. I got I'm I'm walking out the store right now. I'm gonna go run my errands. I'm gonna do this. This is my dress, honey. Yes. Like imagine it zipping up and it fits just perfect. And you open your eyes and it's like Cinderella. Like I would say, imagine that moment more than what if I put this thing on and it's orange? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, think, think positive thoughts. We're gonna put Shout positive out to anyone energy. who does have an orange dress though. We love you. We <laughs> we love the vibrancy. Um so, <laughs> like just knowing that how weddings are, it's like I know I work with a lot of brides who have so much anxiety of like and the dreams that happen as you get closer to about my dress doesn't fit, it ripped, the cake fell down. It's like there's so many worlds and rabbits holes of which we could all go down of like how terrible your experience could be on the day, but Let's try and switch that to like, oh, I'm going to be the baddest thing in that. Well, we already know that. You're going to be the baddest thing in that room. You're going to look amazing and spectacular and your custom dress will fit exponentially yes. beautifully. So I'm excited for you, Dana. You're going to have a sexy I can't wait to see. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be so good. Madison, any other pro tips or just things for folks to think about when they're thinking about custom? I think just think about why you're choosing the custom route. Um you know, we love intention. Yeah, I really, I do too. I, (laughs) I also think about like, I would say like when you're going to the designer, really be clear about like the do's and the don'ts. If you have inspiration, great. Don't drive yourself crazy on Pinterest. Mm. It's not necessary. Someone's going to design something for you and we don't need to make something that's already out there. We're going to make something unique, unique and cool for you. So I think just showing up with like an open mind and being excited for the process and being clear about your boundaries within it, you're going to have a great result then. Agreed. And I would, I would jump in and say, make sure you're being heard too. Totally. And that you think the person is really understanding you and that you're really connecting. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. This person is it, honey, it's your first one. So, Uh yeah. So make sure you're really vibing with them and they understand stylistically exactly what you're getting, what you're asking for. And don't give you any pushback like, oh, well, we can't really do that or we can't like get it until it fits just right. Pun intended. Yes. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. With all of your vendors. All right. (laughs) Well, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Dana, can we follow along with your wedding? Please say yes. Yeah, sure. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) where what where on social can folks find you uh so i'm pretty exclusively on instagram and my handle is at dana shea bird like bird (laughs) oh love and miss uh madison here where can folks follow you you can follow me on instagram and tiktok at madison chamberlain underscore it's the same on both and dana hit me up hit me up for that veil i got you i'll make you a sparkly veil Photos. (laughs) Photos. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. You guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fallon Carter Events. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Batches.